You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi beauties, welcome to another episode of Permission 2. I'm literally recording this, Um, it's about lunchtime and we are flying to Port Douglas at midnight tonight so you can probably hear the excitement in my voice. Um, Just so so here for a tropical holiday Um, and yeah my whole family's going to be there so hopefully lots of help and support and rest for me as well. yeah, just I think um, for anyone in Australia who where you know I know we have a mild winter compared to the rest of the world, but it does feel so. There's something so expansive and luxurious about having like a mid-year escape of winter and going somewhere really really warm. So yeah, that's what I'm up to today. Uh, but I wanted to record this episode before I go on leave because um, it's. Uh, you have actually asked me to answer some questions and I wanted to get to them as soon as possible. Uh, and I just feel like this is a really big and juicy episode. It might not be as short as some of the other ones. So you might need to, you know, spread it out over a couple of car rides, but yeah, let's, let's get into this. So this episode is permission to follow your dreams and expand your life with a baby. And I've called it part one, but it's really, um, So this episode is going to be my version of that, what I feel like following my dreams and expanding my life with a baby has looked like this year. But then part two is going to be with my beautiful friend, Beck, who is a business coach and a mama of one, soon to be two. And she really, in in this next episode next week, is going to share her journey um, of expanding her life and her business Uh, with a baby. Um, And I wanted to share her because I feel like um, her journey was a big inspiration to my journey uh, second time round. So yeah, so this is part one, um, all about, yeah, not giving up on your dreams and not feeling like you can't expand your life and your business when you have a baby. Because I feel like there's such a, um, there's so many stories around that, that I want to kind of um, help to, to break down and dismantle. So Yeah, we're going to be looking at the lessons that I've learned in the first six months of running my business with baby Frankie. Well, actually, she's seven and a half months now. How my definition of expansion has shifted since I became a mum of two and how I structure my time and life, um, which is actually where the question section of this episode is going to come in because there's quite a few questions from mamas or mamas to be. Ah, so excited. Uh, So many. I feel like there's so many. Um women in my community who are about to be mamas and yeah, they're kind of like really curious about, or they've recently become mamas and they're really curious about how to structure business and life as a mama. And obviously I'm just going to share my journey and what's worked with for me. That's always what I do. Knowing full well that I've designed my life and I have created this year 
based on my own self-awareness of who I am as a human and what I need to thrive. And so what works for me could be completely different for what works for you. So really it's about, um, you know, the quicker you can understand who you are and what you need to thrive, the quicker you can design a life that kind of supports you in that. And obviously when you become a mama for the set, for the first time, um, there's a really steep learning curve around working out who you are and what you need to uh, thrive. It's probably been a bit easier for me the second time around because I had so much lessons and so much wisdom that I'm so uh, grateful that my eldest, Emily, um, she's been teaching me since she was born and she's six and a half years old now. So um, yeah, we're all on this journey in our own unique ways. And just remember that as well when you listen to this, because some of the things that work for me might not work for you. So uh, firstly, I'm just going to start with a bit of a general life update and how we're going and what's been happening in our lives. So full, yeah, very informal episode today with lots of probably storytelling. I wanted to start off with this quote, which it's definitely done the rounds on Insta, so you've probably seen it and you're probably familiar with it. But I feel like this um, this quote used to really get me in the heart when um, I first became a mama, and I have like carried it around with me just as like a reminder uh, of what's what's important. So, the greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of its parents, and that quote came from famous psychotherapist Carl Jung. I yeah discovered that quote when Emily was a baby and it really um, spoke to me because I think um, the first time I became a mum, I felt like I had to put my whole life on hold to be this perfect mum and that I should, you know, have a whole year off and, um, you know, not work at all. I didn't have a business, by the way, when my first daughter was born. So there was no seed even there that I could, you know, kind of work on my own terms. It was either like go back to, to counseling and working for not-for-profits or social work type work or yeah, stay at home. Uh, but that quote, it really speaks to me because I think, um, our children do pick up on our energy and our babies pick up on our energy. And like, there are times when being a mum is really hard. And of course there are going to be times when, you know, yeah, you wish that things were different or you wish that things were easier or you're having a really hard day. But, but in general, if the energy is like, I don't want to be here or I'm missing out or I'm feeling resentful towards my child or my bub because I'm not doing the things I want to do. I really believe, um, that, 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 that babies and children can pick up on that. And I'm not saying that, by the way, you have to be happy all the time as a mum because that's unrealistic. But um, for me, it was like that quote gave me that permission to be like, hang on, I need to find a way to live my life and follow my joy and um, and prioritize my passions whilst also like honoring, um, you know, being a mama and and trying to meet the needs of my of my two beautiful girls. So. I just wanted to set the scene with that quote and explain how um, life affirming that has been for me, that quote. Uh, And I would say just in general, uh, I have really felt more joyfulness in motherhood the second time round. And I honestly believe like, yes, it is easier second time round in in some ways. Um, but I actually believe that it's because this year I gave myself full permission to do motherhood and business my way. 
I think if I had said, you know what, I've got to take a whole year off for, um, for Frankie. Um, it's the only way I can be a good mother. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think I, I wouldn't have been as joyful because um, this is just me as well. But what I've noticed is that when I have small breaks from her, like she's still a seven month old, we're still breastfeeding. I'm useless at pumping and uh, she doesn't take formula. So like I still can't really be away from her for more than two, three hours at a time because basically my breasts are required. <laughs> um, but even those couple of hours where I go off in my office and have my permission granted coaching calls or play in my business and then come back to her and feed her and she's with our mother's helper um, or maybe sometimes like my family's helping out or something like that. But th- those couple of hours where I get to do my thing just make me um, just love motherhood so much more. And I feel so much more joy and connection um, in, in the way that I'm doing motherhood this year. So, and that's just me. I know other mamas that would find that really hard that they wouldn't want to be apart from their baby at all. Um, so again, this is just me and this is what works for me. Um, but yeah, there's something about being able to still have my business, have my passion, have my creativity that really resources me for motherhood so that when I'm with Frankie, I feel like I'm present. I feel like I still have days where I'm like, oh, this is hard, but overall it feels really joyful. Uh, and when I look back, like I do think I, you know, I might've had some postnatal anxiety, postnatal depression, like really is, you know, everyone has different perspectives on whether diagnosis is, is important or not. Um, some women find having a diagnosis really, um, supportive. Others don't. For me, I was getting a lot of therapy and a lot of support anyway. It's just, we didn't really focus on diagnosis, but when I look at it, I just think that I was someone who just like kept pushing through and surviving. I felt like I was like drowning a little bit the first time in motherhood and, you know, kind of felt like I kept getting dumped by these waves and then coming up for air and then getting dumped again. And it just was really hard. And, um, yeah, it didn't feel, I didn't feel happy in myself. I didn't feel fulfilled. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, when I look back at Amelie's babyhood, like there was so much joy. Um, she was so loved, um, but it was so stretchy. And also, um, I think because I didn't feel like I had enough support the first time around, I didn't really know how much support I was going to need until, until I, I had my first daughter. But, um, I just would go out like when I look at my life and how different it was, <laughs> I just found it really hard to be on my own all day with Emily. And, um, I don't really think it's natural to be honest in some ways, or I don't, I think for many women, it's not natural. We weren't designed to look after babies on our own. That's why there's that whole village thing. And when I'd have a whole day on my own with Emily, um, it, it felt really hard. And I would go out, like we would go out to like, we, I'd take her to like an activity in the morning and then <laughs> I'd like go and see a friend and I'll go to the park or like have a play date in the afternoon. Like we just used to go out all the time. Uh, and I think really when I look back, I was doing that because I was struggling and I was lonely and I, I was looking for connection and support. But I also probably um, was like really frazzling my nervous system and, and not really giving us any um, enough downtime. Uh, and that was the way I coped. That was the way... Uh, we survived and my daughter is like such a beautiful um, social soul, um, social butterfly. So I think, you know, in some ways it was what we needed to do the first time round. But 
what I have noticed is that because I have so much more support and I have people coming into my home to support me and Frankie, I don't feel the need to run away as much now. I don't feel the need to go out as much. So our days are yeah, a bit quieter, a bit slower. Now that Frankie's getting a little bit older, we're doing like a little bit more activity with her. But yeah, I guess I just notice how I'm so much happier uh, as a mum, when I have someone else around, whether it's like our mother's helper or nanny, um, or whether it's my mum or a friend, like I just feel like having that second set of hands and adult to chat to just feels more natural to me. And I know some mums like just love being at home and um, on their own, but um, yeah, I find I need I need that support. Um, and so yeah, we have a lot of support. So we have about. I think we have about 20 hours of support from our mother's helper slash you can call them a mother's helper or a nanny, but then I don't really think of them as nannies in that they don't just come and look after Frankie while I go to work. Cause I work from home. Um, I'm actually not working that much this year. Uh, and they're really there to support our whole life as a, and our whole family rather than just for me to work. So for example, three afternoons a week, we have our mother's helper come and she comes like just before I have to go pick up my big girl from school. And, uh, yeah, she'll basically stay with Frankie while Frankie naps. I'll pick Emily up from school and then we'll come home. And, um, yeah, she'll often help with like cooking dinner so that when Nick gets home from work, like dinner's already cooked because cooking dinner is like definitely not something that I'm particularly like, I've never, I've never been into cooking and um, motherhood hasn't really changed that. Uh, so yeah, so I would say like we have a lot of support and not all of it's actually around me needing work, um, or needing to work or my business. It's just about us as a family, because anyone with a second child will tell you, like, if you have to wake your baby up, Frankie's nap at the moment is like one, it's around one thirty till 3.30. And so it's actually even almost moving back to like two o'clock now that she's ready for that nap. So like, if I had to wake her up at 2.30 to go pick my daughter up from school, it wouldn't be ideal. Like obviously sometimes I have to do it, but yeah, we've really tried to um, create support in our family so that I can do the things that are important to me and picking up my big girl, Emily from school three times a week is really, really important to me. Um, uh, like that, that one-on-one time is still really important to us. Uh, and also just yeah, having a second set of hands to help with dinner or to help tidy up a little bit or to play with Frankie while I read Emily a story or something like that. That's really nice. So I am like very, very uh, grateful for the amount of support that we have this year. And I can tell you that the, the, my mental health and my well-being is just in a completely different place um, than what I ever thought it would be with a baby. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an update on how we have been going in general. Um, and I just wanted to say as well, like, I think on a deeper level, um, it's really important to know that, yeah, there's all this messaging around like motherhood changes us and it absolutely does. But I also want to normalize that motherhood hasn't changed every part of me and, I'm really starting to realize like some parts of me that were forgotten for a while, um, but they're still there and those needs and those desires and those longings are still there. And I've really been working on honoring that, 
you know, as much as I can. So um, I still desire long spaces of time on my own. That's still how I work best creatively, uh, which is obviously tricky with a bub. Uh, I still have a desire for travel and adventure. And I'm still incredibly ambitious for my business and my life. And so, yeah, not feeling like I had to put my whole life and my whole business on hold when I had a baby was has been incredibly, um, I think, healing for me and, and empowering. Um, I've also, I will say, though, that I'm working really differently this year because I have been enjoying Frankie so much and... Um, I've just realized like I'm not willing to sacrifice Frankie's babyhood or my well-being to keep up with my past version of success. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how I've redefined expansion this year uh, because I am, you know, getting close to opening the doors to Worthy to Expand again. And, you know, last year when I thought about expansion and when I spoke of expansion, it was really about following your dreams and creating more and doing more listening to your heart and and expansion still really is about that but I've also started to like realize that expansion can also be like giving yourself permission to do less um permission to be content permission to be grateful um and like yeah to keep expanding into your own definition of success uh and that's been really interesting this year I would say like this year I set myself a goal. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to have one year off from my counseling practice. So another big thing that's different this year is I'm not really seeing one-on-one psychotherapy clients. I really felt like energetically I needed a break from that while Frankie was a bub. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in on my online business and my coaching business and really grow that um, and, and see where, and then revise next year where I'm up to. Um, but actually what I've realized was you know, Frankie's our last bub and I've got this real thing about honoring her babyhood and really enjoying it and savoring it uh, at the same time as, as keeping my business going. And so my, my version of expansion has really, really changed because it's actually been about expanding my capacity as a mum, expanding my capacity for rest, expanding my capacity to receive, like Gosh, I have so much more support um, as a mum this year than I ever have before. Uh, And that doesn't necessarily mean that I have been really, really focused on expanding my business. So I actually did have a 50K launch. If anyone's interested in, you know, how I launch my business with a newborn, like there is an episode earlier on about that. Um, But I will say, like, I had a 50K launch at the beginning of this year And that was incredibly expansive because it was the biggest launch I'd ever had in so many ways. It was the easiest launch I've ever had. And so, of course, that has expanded my um, my mindset and my self-belief about what is possible for me, because I'm like, I can do that as many times as I want to now. Like there's just that expansion and that trust there. But also with that has come this sense of okay, I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to push, um, you know, there's certain things, uh, I feel like it's really important for me to protect my energy and my nervous system. So, um, yeah, I'm just not pushing. And so 
there's a part of me that's like, okay, expanding for this year might actually mean that I earn slightly less because I am, you know, getting a lot of support in my business as well. I've still got my VA, copywriter, my podcast editor. like So I'm investing a lot in my business and I'm not actually, um, you know, putting out as much and, and launching as much as I thought I would because I've just been so honoring my energy. So for anyone who is like trying to plan what their year will look like with a bub and a business, what I would encourage you to do is like full permission um, to be flexible and to change your mind because I thought, yeah, this year I want to have like my biggest year in business yet and and still have a bub. And you know what? I still might have my biggest year in business yet. Like it's only halfway through the year and I feel like my energy is starting to ramp up again. But I almost had to let like my ego and like my um, – my grasp on this old version of my business and success, I had to let that die. I had to let that go um, to then be able to see what was going to happen next um, in my business. So yeah, I don't know, like, you know, I've had a couple of years of like six figure businesses in a row. Like last year was actually paying myself six figures. I don't know if I'm going to get there this year. And there was a part of me, like my ego was like, oh, like you can't go backwards in your business. Like what's that going to look like? But I've just been not willing to compromise. Like I I don't have the energy. I don't have the capacity to see as many one-on-one clients. My energy doesn't want to go there right now. And and I also haven't wanted to push myself and and do like create lots and lots of programs or launch lots and lots of programs. So yeah, I think, you know, it's really been interesting for me to see how my definition of expansion has evolved to include expanding you know, how much I rest, how much I nourish my nervous system and, and how much I just allow myself to enjoy Frankie, you know, to be like, Hey, someone's coming over today for like five hours to support you with your home and your family and Frankie. And you don't have to work if you don't want to Sam, like you can just, you know, go and read a book or go to a cafe for an hour or something like that. And I do want to acknowledge, like, obviously there's a lot of privilege that comes with this in that, yeah, not every mama can afford to decide that they don't have to earn as much business a year that they have a baby. So there is privilege there, but I think that's also a nuanced conversation because there's also intention there. Like I've been willing to make other sacrifices and um, to just not prioritize that as much this year. So yeah, I think that's um, a little bit of how expansion has changed for me. Uh, and, and keeping in mind, I'm a mum of two and I've got a six year old and I've got a seven month old, you know, in some ways that's so beautiful because I get so much one-on-one time with Frankie while Emily's at school, but it's also really interesting from a like mental load point of view because they have such different needs. And yeah, like I have found like Emily started, um, you know, I guess more like traditional primary school this year and like the demands on her, the the stress for her, um, the, it's been a, like, there's been a lot of adjustments for her. So she's actually needed a lot of me and a lot of support as well. So yeah, my expansion has been different than I imagined this year, but I'm actually, um, so grateful for how the year is showing up and turning out. Uh, so now I'm going to go talk to some of the questions that we've had, and then I'm going to talk about the, the, the bad and the ugly or the, the hard bits of the year as well. Cause I want to be really honest. Like it has been mostly real, a really beautiful expansive year, but there have been challenges. 
Um, and those of you who follow me on Instagram will probably guess what they are. But um, I want to answer the questions first. So the uh, first question I got, thank you. I love it when people send me questions through for the podcast. What have you found personally is a realistic balanced amount of time to spend on your business? Uh, I really love this question, but I also want to say this is going to be so individualized. So this is just for me, right? So at the moment, I'm spending about 10 hours a week on my business, and that's generally spread out across a Monday and a Thursday. Um, But I'm really, really intentional and have really firm boundaries about how I structure my time. So I only see coaching clients every second week. So Um, permission granted, like my group calls and my one-on-one and my Voxer and all of that is all scheduled for Mondays and Thursdays. And I'm just really clear on that boundary. And if people can't work with me on those days, then, um, you know, we're we're not a a good fit for right then and there. The only exception with that is that once a month on a Saturday morning, I do a permission granted call because there are a few women in the experience that can't make the morning call. I used to do an evening call, like a four o'clock Perth time, my time call, which was really good for the interstate women. So it'd be like six o'clock. So if they were working full time, they could get home in time for it. But because again, this is about making your business work for you. I knew that with a baby, my energy tends to kind of drop around five o'clock and it was also kind of like crazy time in the house. And so I just knew that an evening call wasn't going to work. So that's why we do like a Saturday morning call, which actually feels really nice this year. It's not something I'll probably do every year, but I've really enjoyed that monthly call on a Saturday. But yeah, so generally what I do is every Monday and Thursday, are they my working days? And I only coach every fortnight. So every second Monday and Thursday, I'll have the week free of clients. And that's my time to do like podcasts, social media, whatever else I need to do. I would say like I will sometimes, you know, spend a bit of time on social media outside of those hours, obviously. And also I, yeah, if I'm working with a business coach and they can only see me on a Wednesday, then I'll book that in like during Frankie's nap. Uh, So, but yeah, like my really structured business time is around 10 hours a week. Uh, And as a family, I've said already, we have about 20 hours of support from our mother's helper. Um, but yeah, I, I've always thought of them as not just supporting me, but supporting the whole family. Um, uh, yeah. And it's been really interesting from a mindset point of view too. It's almost like women, I find I had this story and I think I'm not the only one. It's like, well, if you've got childcare, you have to be working. Like, who are you to have support and not be working all the time? But I found it's really, really important now for me as a mum of two to actually have some time where I'm not working on my business And I'm not, um, yeah, I'm also not um, like always mothering, like that I actually have some time just for me. Uh, And so the other question was, how do I schedule in my work hours and do I have set time and days uh, and care prearranged? So I think I've already answered that, but I did want to talk to this a little bit. Again, as a mum, I feel like it's really important for me to protect my energy and my nervous system because I feel like um, both my girls are so sensitive to each other and to me. And so I generally don't try to get work done while Frankie naps or while I'm having time with her. I like to call it, I did this with Emily too when, um, when I did start my business with her when she was around one. I'd say like I'm having a Frankie and mummy day 
I was almost like telling myself that in the morning was like really setting that intention that like this is our special time. Um, so those three days when I don't really do any work on my business, I will be intentionally like I'm having a Frankie and mummy day. And like perhaps if like some really creative idea um, strikes me and Frankie's having a good nap at home that I might, you know, do a little bit of work, but I never like schedule essential work during nap time or for days when I'm home with Frankie or with Emily, because I find that puts a lot of pressure on whether Frankie actually sleeps or not and a lot of pressure on me and it kind of breaks up my energy. So yeah, that's just how I work. I like to have long stretches of time doing the same thing uh, rather than having like an hour here or an hour there. Obviously, while Frankie's so little, you know, I still am having to learn how to work in little spouts of time. Um, but as she gets older, like I know that we'll do more of those like day blockings. Um, so, you know, it might, I think like next year, my dream week <laughs> is like, yeah, Monday, Monday and Friday are like mummy and Frankie days. And we don't do any, uh, I don't do any business work. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll have like some childcare or some support with Frankie. Um, and I'll do some work in my business on those days always making sure that I have like those client free weeks. Um, so that's worked really, really well. Um, but again, like I'm also flexible. Like we had a good couple of weeks where we were all sick and I had a whole lot less help then and I had to reschedule things and put things off. And so then obviously after that's happened, sometimes you do need to work a little bit more to catch up. Um, yeah. So I think, that that's answering those questions. And then I just wanted to be really honest about like, obviously I feel like we've mostly had a really beautiful year, but there have been some really tough times. Um, and yeah, like one of them was actually kind of navigating. Okay. You know what, what does it mean to me if I don't hit my monetary goal in my business this year? Like, am I going to make that mean everything? Uh, or could that just be a small part of my business this year? Because honestly, like it feels like such a privilege and anyone in permission granted who's listening to this, you know, like I just get so much energy and so much joy and so much meaning from holding that space in permission granted because it's a 10 month experience. You know, it yeah, it's just this really beautiful experience where we get to know each other really well. And so I feel like that's the kind of work that I would do whether I made money or not. Um, but obviously I'm in a business, I'm here to make money, but what I've done is gone this year. It's really about maintenance and it's really about, you know, maybe I'll make that extra money. Maybe I won't, but like, I'm so happy. I'm so healthy. I'm so content. I'm getting so much meaning from my business that that's my version of success. But yeah, I did have to go through like a bit of an, an ego death, I think, or just make peace with it, um, a little bit to, you know, instead of thinking, oh yeah, no, I need to be, um, outputting as much as I did last year in my business. Uh, and so the other thing I would say with that is the frustration for me in motherhood, um, well, the, the challenging side and the edge pushing for me has been all the sickness and particularly COVID. I feel like, um, being in Western Australia where we've had our borders closed for a good couple of years, it just seems like uh, everyone's immune systems are not so good. And so my big girl who's six, um, she's always had the most amazing immune system and barely been sick at school the first couple of years. But um, this year we've had a lot of sickness 
And then, yeah, we all had COVID and that was a pretty dark couple of days um, because, yeah, like you can't receive support when you have COVID because no one can come and help you. And I felt really, really sick. Like I just wanted to rest, but Frankie had COVID too and she needed like my breast milk. Like she was up every every couple of hours, one to two hours breastfeeding to try and clear her nose and for comfort. And um, so that wasn't a nice experience, obviously. And I have felt like we've had a lot of sickness this winter. Uh, and it almost, I remember saying to my, um, my coach, like, I feel frustrated because I get these creative downloads. I get this creative energy and then everyone's sick. And even if I'm not sick, if my girls are sick, you know, like I'm really the only one that can look after them in that, in that instance. So, uh, I have definitely noticed as someone who, yeah, likes bigger, spaces of time for my creative energy that there has been some frustration around that even like our both our mother's helpers have had COVID and also their families have had COVID so when I was looking at it I was like it's been like almost six weeks where we've either been sick or our support systems have been unwell and and so that has been a bit disruptive this winter And that's just like part of mum life, but I think it is quite frustrating and sickness is a time when it, like it feels like for me, it comes down, it it all comes down to you. Uh, But what was really interesting as well, like I remember having this moment where I was feeling like really sorry for myself, like chucking a big pity party. I was, I just felt so sick and Nick was sick too and Frankie Frankie was actually with COVID like pretty well during the day, but then just not sleeping at all at night time. And yeah, I was just feeling miserable. And then I looked over at Frankie and she had this moment where she just looked so happy because like, it was like, I've got my big sister, I've got my dad, I've got my mom and everyone's home together for a week. And she, I just looked at her and then I thought, you know, remember what it feels like to be loved and to be cared for and to be taken care of when you're sick. I, you know, I, I remember that as a child and I remember how much I love being taken care of when I'm sick. Uh, and so I had like this massive reframe moment where I was like, you know, this is a really special time as much as it feels horrible. Like Frankie's like, and Emily are like really receiving all this love and care from their parents. Um, and so that helped me kind of toward like especially as I start to feel better and COVID got easier um I started to feel a lot of gratitude uh and what was interesting a lot of people talk about like post-COVID glow up like I don't know I just felt so much gratitude because we were almost in isolation for three weeks by the time it had gone through everybody um so I felt so much gratitude for my health and so so much gratitude for my freedom and for the support I received that oh my gosh like our mother's helpers can come and see us again. Or my mum can just come and like help me watch Frankie while I have a rest. Like, so it, as much as the sickness has been um, challenging and I feel like it has been a bit of why I've almost responded to that sickness by slowing down in my business a little bit because I just felt like intuitively that's what we needed. Um, I do think that, um, you know, the antidote to frustration is gratitude and I, yeah, have felt a lot of gratitude um, now that we're feeling better. So, yeah, so that's really um, the hardest bit for us has been the sickness. And, um, yeah, hopefully we're kind of at the tail end of that now, like the weather's getting warmer. And, um, 
Yeah, but I'm just trusting like that there's so much more to come and yeah, having a 50k launch, uh, having a big easy launch, like it's just made me realize it doesn't always have to be hard work in business. Um, you do reach a tipping point. Um, my business coach Ellie Swift talks about this actually where, yeah, where things just get easier. Uh, so anyone who's like at the beginning of their business journey know that as well. And I think I was pretty lucky. I reached that tipping point before Frankie was born with the launch of permission granted. And, uh, so I think that's it. I, if anyone is listening to this episode and you are about to have a bub, <laughs> first bub, second bub, third bub, uh, and you've got a business or not even a business, you've just got something that's like really important to you, something that you love, um, then I really encourage you to like play around with how how could I stay connected to this thing that I love because if it's going to bring me more joy and more meaning, then that is going to help me navigate motherhood. Uh, that's how it's worked for me. Um, so, but yeah, if anyone is listening, you have any more questions about how I structure my time in my life. Um, I guess I didn't fully, the only other thing I'd say about that is obviously like I've got a six year old, so we've got like, we've got to pick drop her off and pick her up from school. And um, she's got activities after school. So, you know, we do have quite a routine and quite a structure, um, probably more than I needed with when I just had one bub. So, um, but yeah, if anyone's got any more questions about anything to do with expansion, following your dreams, it doesn't have to be to do with motherhood either. Um, yeah, please send me a DM. I, and I genuinely mean that like that is my favorite part of social media at the moment. I know a lot of us are over social media, um, but like, I really enjoy chatting and connecting in DMs. So feel free to send me a little voice note or any questions and I can always speak to them in the next episode. But yeah, so coming up, we've got part two of this and it's with my beautiful friend Beck and it's about how she really grew her business with a baby. Yeah. And just thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week. I will uh, chat to you again soon when I'm back from Port Douglas. 